What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports 360. I'm Jeff Fennell, and as always, I'm here with my man Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. Rob, what's up today? Hey, what's going on, Jeff? What's going on, man? Uh, good to be back um, talking sports, um, talking sports with you and, you know, just kicking some things around as we're about to do. Um, so that's always good. But, you know, as, as we were chatting briefly before we came on, uh, we find ourselves here on this Monday evening once again with some events outside of sports that continue to happen far too often. Right. Um and talking about, you know, a police shooting and killing of an uh, uh, unarmed black man in a, in a traffic stop in Minnesota and a school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, a mass shooting. So, you know, we've seen too much of events of this type, right? Um I mean, it's nothing new, and that's unfortunate to say that. Um, and you just never get numb to these things. You know what I mean? It just always strikes a nerve every time something like this happens. And, um, you know, so here we find ourselves again, you know, in a situation like this. And it it just, it's tough. It's, it, it's tough to be in this place yet again. Yeah, man, it's it's truly heartbreaking to see that. Um, it's almost like you're just kind of waiting for something else to happen because it's it's become too common in our lives, in our lives, and in society and stuff like that. And it's just it's heartbreaking, man. It's so sad to see these things continue to happen, and you just left to wonder, you know, when does it end, or will it ever end? And it, it's it's heartbreaking, man. Yeah. And to be respectful, I mean, a young man in, in Minnesota, his name was Dante Wright, 20 years old. Um, and, you know, again, it's just, you know, it, it it's 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 really a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, it, it, it happens at a time when, you know, the trial and the George Floyd murder is, is ongoing. And so um emotions are probably already a bit high and and rubbed a bit raw right now and and now we have this and as it turns out we had an NBA game a a an NHL game and an MLB game all scheduled to be played in Minnesota tonight and all three of those games have been postponed so um Again, we find ourselves here in an unfortunate situation, unfortunate being um, not even an apt word to describe where we are. But um, again, we just find ourselves here and it it, it makes things tough. Um, and, you know, to talk about sports, but um, listen, uh, we'll find our way through it. And we got to hope that at, at some point, at some point, right, we'll start to see some change. I mean, I guess that's the only thing we really can got to continue to push for and to hope for and to work toward. Yeah, and that's really, like you said, that's all we can do because uh, you just hope well, one day it, it, it ends. That's all we can hope for, man. 
Yeah. And so, um, you know, with that as as an unfortunate backdrop, I wanted to talk tonight um, about the NBA. Um, the NBA is indeed um, about to hit its home stretch. You know, I mean, we're coming up on mid April, so we have about five or six weeks or so left in the NBA season, and things are starting to percolate and get interesting. And and you know, it's it, it's interesting, Rob, because in 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 both of the conferences, right? This this year, you know, teams one through six make the playoffs, and then teams seven through ten are going to be in a play-in situation. Um, and so that 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 will be interesting to see it as it unfolds but um when when we look at each of the conferences the west once again is just ultra competitive with so many good teams out there and in the east is top heavy with brooklyn philly and milwaukee and then you have a couple of other teams like miami and boston who've been there before atlanta has been playing well and then after that you know you have you know, teams that are going to be happy to be there. Right. Um, but it's, it's out West, man. It's, and we'll get into it in more detail, but just generally speaking, West is going to be rough. Yeah, man. Talk <laughs> one through eight, just looking at them. I'm glad the Knicks are in the East and they don't have to face any of these teams right now. Not that, you know, we said the top heavy East is, is a tier above the rest, but my goodness. All these teams are stacked, man. I look at a team like like Dallas sits at number seven, and at any point, those guys can go off and just destroy you, <laughs> drop 130 points on you. That, that, that Western Conference, man, wow. Yeah, and we'll talk about it in, in some detail. I'd like to start out East because I think the, the conversation there is a little more direct. Um, and again, not to assume anything because there's some interesting storylines out East as well. But you're right about Dallas. And we'll come back and talk about that because as long as you have, you know, Doncic out there, um, you know, in a playoff series, he's the kind of player who can who can win you a series by himself because. Yeah. Of, of the type of talent that he is. Let's start out East where, you know, we talk about the three teams at the top, you know, Philly, Brooklyn, and, and Milwaukee. And, you know, right now, all three of those teams, although they are uh, sort of separated themselves from the rest of the teams in the East, it's not as, as if they don't have problems though, or some concerns at least at this point, and we'll see how it plays out when we get to the playoffs. But, you know, Philly, they're still working Embiid back in, and can he stay healthy? The Nets haven't been able to stay healthy. They're big three, at least the big two in terms of Durant and Hart. They've had some injury histories. Kyrie has been out of the lineup. He wasn't going to play tonight, in fact, because of personal reasons. He's been out of the lineup, uh, you know, sometimes as well. And... The other thing, though, Rob, is that the big three on the Nets haven't played together. Uh, right now, they've only played seven games. And so are they going to be able to develop a chemistry, right? Uh, is Harden going to come back in time? Is Durant going to get his legs under him? Um, and will they be able to mesh? And then with Milwaukee, Giannis has been 
bothered by a bulky knee over the past few games, right? And, you know, is that an issue? They're saying not, but you never know, right? And so these teams are heading shoulders above everybody else, but they have some issues themselves. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up Brooklyn because when they first traded for Harden and we had a show, we spoke about that chemistry and how they're going to, you know, mash and all these things. And we still haven't seen that. And it's been, you know, I don't know how many games they've played since they've traded for Harden, but it's been quite a few games and they still haven't been able to get something going consistently with all three guys. And, you know, they've added some pieces to add to the depth of the rotation and all that stuff. But, man, it'll be interesting to see when these guys are healthy. You assume maybe for the playoffs they'll all be ready to go, no restrictions or anything like that. But it'll be really interesting to see that first-round series that they play in and how those three guys really come together on the court. Yeah, it will be. It will be. And I think, you know, um, and it'll be interesting to see, too, what is going to be the ultimate ordering here. You know, who's going to be, you know, one, two, and three. Um, Because, you know, I, I think if you're in the one slot, you know, you end up playing eight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, <laughs> that might be the Knicks or whatever, right? <laughs> if the Knicks maintain their their spot, you know, uh, and come out of the play-in. But, you know, um, you do have some other teams that right now have had some uneven performance in the current season, but who could be dangerous in the East. And I'm talking about Milwaukee and Boston. Not Milwaukee, Miami in Boston. Mm. Um, Miami with Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra on the, on the sidelines. And they have it. They have a deep team. They play really well together. Defensively, they play, you know, as a really cohesive unit. When you watch them out on the floor, you know, it's like they move in unison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, when they need to switch, it's not like a, a, a clumsy switch or, you know, it's like they move in unison. And so it makes it very hard in the half court for teams to score when you got a guy like Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, you know, uh, anchoring that that defense and just having a strong defensive philosophy. And they've been there, right? Last year they went to the finals, right? And so you know you got to watch out for them. And then the other team who we've we pegged as the most disappointing team in the NBA, the Boston Celtics, they look like they're starting to hit their stride. Um, and so can't, you know, can't count out either one of those two teams. Yeah. I love the way Miami plays and they started off the season pretty in, in rough shape. They had some injuries and other concerns and stuff like that. So they started off a little slow and I think a lot of people were worried, but then some people had that let's wait and see approach. And we're seeing now, you know, how this team plays together and Jimmy Butler, man, I don't think he gets enough credit to be honest. Um, what he did with, with Philly last year, or not last year, the year before, and then with Miami last year, leading them to the finals, and then what he's doing this year too, man, the guy's a star. And defensively, him and Bam, they're, they're tough, man. They're, they're a tough bunch. They don't, have a, they don't have much quit in them. And, and I think it's awesome to see that, man. Yeah, yeah. And so we have to, we have to look out for them. And then Boston, you know, had a big win yesterday, yesterday being Sunday, um, over the Denver Nuggets in Denver. Um, You know, they were trailing most of that game until midway through the third quarter. 
and then went on some crazy run, man. Something like thirty-one to three, you yeah. know, um, you know, and just ran Denver out of their own gym, snapping a seven-game winning streak for the Nuggets. Um, the Nuggets are, you know, were at that point one of the hotter teams in the league, and still are. Uh, but but Boston has um, they seem to have turned it around uh, again. Given the way their season has been, though, you don't want to get too fast in proclaiming Boston is back, <laughs> but they're getting there. They're starting to look that way, though, Rob. They're starting to look a little scary. Yeah, I think they, they, they've been listening. They've been listening to us. That's what it is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're playing, they're playing some really good ball. Um, Jason Tatum is stepping up to another level, which is what you want to see, because at the end of the day, he's the, he's the guy that makes that engine go. He's the leader of that team, and he just has to, you know, he has to do what he does, man. He's a superstar in the making, and they're seven and three in their last ten, three-game winning streak. I think they have a possibility and a chance to move up in the rankings. They're ranked, they're at number seven right now. They could move up to, you know, as high as maybe five, if not even four, depending on what happens with the teams above them and stuff like that. But they, if they click on all cylinders, they're a team to watch because they can be very, very dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah, it's no doubt. I mean, and, and you know, you mentioned Tatum. I mean, he dropped 53 on the Timberwolves yeah. a couple of games ago. Um, and he's just continuing to show himself to be, you know, a, a budding superstar, right? I think right now he's a star. He's a star. Yeah. He's an all-star. But then you get to that realm of superstar, right, where you're the, you're the guy, night in, night out year after year he he's growing into that kind of a guy and, and he so, has that potential he has it. yes yep and so when you have a superstar on your team and then you can surround him with some really good players and boston you know with smart and with jalen brown and with kimber walker those are good players um you, you always will have a chance and so boston finds you know, themselves in, in that kind of a spot, you know. So, um, you know, the East is interesting. You got the top three and then you have, you know, some t- two teams in, in Miami and in Boston who've been there before and seem to be hitting their stride. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta is a team that's been playing well. I will I will go on record of saying I'm not expecting a lot from Atlanta. I'm sorry. I mean, Atlanta to me has always been an NBA. I mean, you go back to the Dominique days, you know what I mean? I'm going back, you know what I mean? But, you know, Atlanta is good and they'll make the playoffs or whatever. But mm, is Atlanta ever really a championship contender? No. And I don't yeah. think any this year is any different. But. Are playing well since Nate McMillan took the helm. They're fifteen and five since Nate has has become the head coach, and so they've they they've been playing well. Right now, they're in the fourth spot, but I think Miami is going to catch them. And you know, Boston continues to play well. Boston could catch them. So, yeah, Atlanta's playing well, but I'm not getting overly excited about Atlanta. I'm sorry. No, me. I think they they benefited from. Miami and Boston's kind of back and forth and they, they reap the benefits of that. Um, we mentioned Charlotte, their, their team, they lost LaMelo ball. What, what is a huge loss probably would have won rookie of the year. 
Um, so that's another huge loss. But yeah, as far as Atlanta goes, they have some talent. They're they're a decent bunch. I like the way they're playing now. But yeah, I think Miami and Boston, if they continue to play the way they're playing, can they'll they'll jump over Atlanta. Yeah, and for right now, Atlanta, you know, again, you got to give them credit for what they've been able to do. Um, but you know, and this is where it starts to tail off, in my opinion, in the East, right? Because you know, after you get, you know, when you get to Atlanta and then you get to Charlotte um, and then you get to the Knicks, right? Um, you know, you, you're going to start running into teams who are going to be happy to be in the playoffs, but no one expects yeah. deep runs from the teams that are down there, right? In the six, seven, eight spot. Um and um, I, I think that's that's what we're going to have out there now. You know, this week though, um, again, Philly and Boston, uh, Philly and um, and Brooklyn are going to match up. So that's going to be um, an interesting tilt. They play on Wednesday, um, and you know we'll see if Kyrie is back at that point. Harden won't be, um, no. but it, it'll be an interesting matchup, and it's a key matchup, right? They they've split the series so far, the season series so far, and this is the tiebreaker, right? This is it's going to be the third and final matchup of the season, and so this could be key. This could be what what you know separates the two seed if if those remain in in you know their current spots. So if they end up tied, Wednesday's game could end up being you know the, the the, the, the tiebreaker. Yeah, and I think advantage goes to Philly here just because there are so many question marks about Brooklyn. Like you said, you know, Harden's going to be out. Who I think at the end of the day with Brooklyn, you know, KD may be the best player in, in the league when healthy, and Kyrie is a masterful finisher at the rim. Never mind his handles, but I think Harden is, is the engine of the Brooklyn Nets. The way he's played, he's taken over the point guard position. You know, he can drop 50 in his sleep. He's a facilitator. He does all these things for Brooklyn. So I think that's a huge loss for them. And I think advantage Philly in this game coming up. Katie's a, a phenomenal player. It's no question about it. And Kyrie is phenomenal in his own right. But man, when Harden is on the floor, it's just different. It, it's yeah. just different. I mean, he's, it's like they're more dangerous when he's playing than when you have Katie and Kyrie playing, right? They, they're still one of the better teams with Katie and Kyrie. But, man, when Harden is on the floor, it just feels different. Like like they just simply can't be stopped because yeah, he, Harden he, is such an extraordinary offensive player. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know, but, but, uh, you know, going back to what we were saying before, and then we can move on to the West. Are the Nets going to have enough time? Assuming Harden comes back healthy and, you know, Katie, you know, continues to get stronger as he returns from his injury. Are they going to have enough time as the big three to mesh? To me, that's, that's a big question mark for them as we head into the weeks of the season, these final weeks of the season. And I think if you're Steve Nash, you're hoping these guys can get back at the same time so they can get three weeks or more under their belt playing together. Yeah. Cause you know, as much as you practice and practice, it's different when you go into the game situation, especially going into the play. Like if these guys don't play until the playoffs, 
The playoffs are a different animal, man. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It's just a different feel. So to have to have these guys mesh at in the playoffs, eh, you know, I'm not saying they're going to lose in the first round. I don't think that. They have too much talent for that. But when you get to the second round and beyond, that's it's going to be a lot of question marks, I think. Yeah, unless unless you know they do get that that time in, and we'll see how that goes. And lastly, yeah. before we leave the East, gotta tip tip the hat to the Knicks, hometown Knicks, um, who you know continue to <laughs> to just scrap. Man, <laughs> they just they just continue to scrap. They had a they had a nice win over the Grizzlies at Madison Square Garden where they came back in the fourth yeah. quarter. They were down by double digits. The Grizzlies team that up until that point had been playing pretty well on their road trip. And and the Knicks came back and, and took that game in overtime, won a close one after losing so many close ones to the Nets and the Timberwolves, Boston, and so forth. Uh, but the Knicks won a close one. And then last night at the Garden, um, they the Knicks beat the Raptors another close one so the Knicks just continue to scrap right and um you know uh I, no illusions here right this is not 1969 or whatever <laughs> they're not they're not winning the championship or anything but um it's good to see the Knicks not you know continue to play games that matter at least for right now they got a tough road ahead but you know as a Knicks fan, I, I, I'm just excited to see them continuing to to scrap and to play well. Yeah, man, I love seeing the way they play. You know, they play hard. One of the best defensive teams in the in the entire NBA. You know, they're grinding. Thibodeau got those guys working. I love it, man. It's nice to see. You know, you watch a Knicks game and know that they have a chance, and it's not like uh, they're gonna take this out. Or they're going to be an embarrassing team this year. You know, they're doing their thing this year. I'm happy for it. They're still the only New York team in my eyes. I don't care what anybody says about Brooklyn, but, you know, I'm happy the Knicks are competitive this year. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so let's move out west where, again, man, um, just really, really tough out there and you know like we have to start with the best team in the league which is utah but you also have a, a phoenix team that's coming into its own um that's really tough um you got the clippers who you have to watch out for um especially since they added you know ray john rondo to the mix uh denver's been playing really well lakers are scuffling without ad and lebron but obviously with lebron you know, assuming he comes back and he's healthy, and if AD comes back and he's healthy, man, that changes everything. But um, and then you have some other teams in Portland and Dallas and Memphis who round that out. But um, let's start with Utah, man. Utah, best record in the NBA, um, and man, at home, twenty-four going to Utah, you might as well hang L on people, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Utah, man? They, they are, they continue to show themselves as being a really tough team. Yeah, man, they are no joke. Donovan Mitchell, man, I love that guy. The dude yeah. is. A, we're talking. We were talking about Tatum earlier being a star, but I think Donovan Mitchell has reached that superstar level yeah. or is very close to it, man. The dude is special, special, special. Uh, we know what Rudy Gobert can do one of the best defensive players in the league today. But that team in general, they just grind, man. 
they they don't play like they're the number one seed. They play like they're fighting for something, and and that I respect that team, man. The way they coach, the way everything, everything they do is just, man. There's a reason they're the best team in in the NBA, because they they don't play like they're just the number one seed and they're the best. They want to earn it, and they're coming, man. Yeah, I mean, you talk about you know when you talk about the Jazz, you have to start with with you know, with Mitchell and with Gobert. Yeah. Um, and then you got a guy like Conley, who's just, you know, continues to be excellent, but is never the type of guy that draws a lot of attention to himself. Um, you know, that Bogdanovich has been playing really well. And then you got Clarkson coming off the bench, right? And so, you know, they've really been, you know, uh, just uh, consistent all year long. And I think it's interesting because when they lost last year to the Nuggets, I think, you know, we can't forget that in the bubble, in the playoffs, they had a 3-1 lead over Denver. Yeah. And it seemed as if Utah was going to go on to the Western Conference Finals, and then Denver came back and won that series. And I think that put Quinn Snyder, the, the coach, on the hot seat, quite frankly. And it remains to be seen this year. It's kind of hard when you're up until this point, the best team in the NBA to think that if he doesn't win a championship, they would let him go. You know what I mean? Cause obviously he's doing a great job there, but you know, Utah, I think went home last year with a bitter taste in their mouth and to their credit, they've come back this year and they've doubled down. And so far, Man, they they they're making people pay for it, um, and so I think Utah is dangerous because I think last year losing in the playoffs really stung for them. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. And LeBron made that comment for the All Star game, basically saying you kind of forget about Utah and their players because you don't pick them in video games. They're making people remember their name this year, man. They are putting respect on their name. Yeah, and on that comment, I, I, I didn't appreciate that comment. One, it just didn't make any sense. It didn't. Dad, you're going to talk about who you pick when you're playing NBA 2K, right? That nobody picked Malone and Stockton. Nobody does that. First of all, let's say that's true. What in the world did that have to do about making your selection for an all-star team? <laughs> That, that was that was weak. But, um, you know, it, it, I tell you one thing, if Utah and the, and the Lakers end up, you know, meeting, you know, down the road, it'll be interesting to to see, you know, what what Gobert and, and Mitchell, if they have a little extra fire in their belly because of that. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. And it's funny but, because, you know, we're I know we're going to talk about the Lakers in a bit, but AD may not be 100 percent. So. Go bear down low with, you know, you might get a little elbows in there to AD. Let him know what's up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Phoenix, man. Um, what do you think about Phoenix? I mean, they got Chris Paul out there doing his thing and Devin Booker. We're talking about budding superstars and all the rest of it, right? Here's another guy, okay? Yeah. Um, he didn't originally make the All-Star team this year, and even some of his peers thought that was – uh, one of the biggest snubs, if not the biggest snub, um, he, he ended up making it in because someone got injured. But, um, you know, Booker's out there doing his thing night after night. Chris Paul is there. 
Um, you have to like Phoenix, but I'm going to go on record of saying this. I don't know how many times we can get excited about a Chris Paul-led team. And I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? He just has not been able to. And it's not all on him, but at the same time, when, you know, you're, he's a superstar, right? Yeah. And, you know, when your teams continually seem to fall short, and again, it's a team game, so it's not all on him. But, man, you just like to see him break through. Um, and so, you know, when we get to the postseason, that's going to be one of the storylines for the Phoenix Suns, right? Um, okay, great regular season, but Chris Paul, can you lead your team deep into the playoffs? But right now, certainly they look like one of the better teams and certainly have been one of the better teams in basketball all year long. Yeah, and they're a very good and also intriguing team. But, I, you know, I agree with you on the Chris Paul front in the playoffs. But the difference that he's made, I think, for that roster and just for Devin Booker in general, just helping them out because I know Devin Booker was sometimes from the point and stuff like that. But just having a guy in Chris Paul that he's a point guard first, you know, he, and if you look at his numbers, he's averaging basically his career numbers this year. Well, he's averaged for his whole career. So it's not like he's doing anything spectacular statistically, but I think the difference he's made in that locker room, you know, in the rotation, in the line, all that stuff, man, the dude is a stud and he's continued to show that quote unquote Chris Paul effect on rosters. And I think it's made a difference for Phoenix. And I think that's why they're where they are this year and why Devin Booker continues to be, continues to be great. Even though, like you said, man, being left off the all-star team, I think that was disrespectful to him. And I think he, he's taking that chip and he's going to, he's going to make some noise. And I hope, I hope they have some type of run in them because Chris Paul deserves it, man. I don't think they're they're a championship team per se, unless they get like extremely hot in the playoffs. But I'd like their chances definitely in the first round, and and it'll be interesting to see what happens later on in the playoffs. Yeah, it will be um, to see what happens with them. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm a Chris Paul fan and I root for him. And so I would like to see them, you know, make a run in the playoffs and also to Monty Williams. Um, we, you yes. know, we're both Knicks fans. Monty Williams to me is always a, you know, a Nick, right. You know what I mean? Um, uh, having played for the Knicks for, for a number of years and, you know, you, you know, you root for him and, and, and so forth, but we'll see what happens with the Suns. But right now, um, yeah, they continue to to play well. Um, another team to look out for uh, is I think. And here's the thing. Here, here's here's what I think about the the Clippers because they've been up and down too throughout the year. They've had some injuries and stuff like that. I think Rondo, key pickup for them. Huge. Um, Boogie Cousins is now there, right? And maybe Boogie can give them a little something. But here's the thing I like about the Clippers. I think they have the capability, whether they, it will happen or not, to really lock it down defensively, you know, when you consider some of the players they have, right? You know, you, you have Kawhi, you have George, you have junkyard dog Patrick Beverly, who is hurt again. He broke his hand, I think, the other day. But he's going to be back in a couple of weeks. But you have him. Um, you also have guys like Nicholas Batum, you know what I mean? Guys who I think can, and and Marcus Morris, you know, you got some tough guys, you know what I mean? And I think, as you know, you were talking about how playoffs are different. It, It does come a time where, you know, 
baskets become hard to find in the playoffs, right? You start playing a little bit more half court and everything like that. And maybe that's where the Clippers are going to show their strength a little bit. I don't know, but their roster to me is intriguing because they have some guys who I think are physical and who may be able to put the clamps on you, you know, and, you know, in today's NBA defense is a rarity, right? You talk about the Knicks playing yeah. defense, but the Knicks can't <laughs> score. But you, have, but, you know, if if you can play defense, and I think the Clippers are there. The Lakers are a good defensive team too, but we'll talk about that in a second. But the Clippers are going to be an interesting one to to watch as well. Yeah, and I think this is kind of, I think, you know, you're talking about the Clippers here. They kind of have an opening a little bit here because there's question marks around L.A., you know, we just spoke about Phoenix. We don't know exactly how deep they can go in the playoffs. Utah is is who they are. They're, they're a great team. But I think everything is kind of shaping up a little bit for the Clippers to try to do something this year in the playoffs. You know, they, they have the opportunity. They have the talent. Paul George needs to step up in the playoffs. That's number one. If he doesn't step up, they're not going anywhere. Um, Kawhi needs to continue to be Kawhi and, and be that, you know, two-way player. But the other pieces they have around them, Rondo, man, huge pickup. Playoff Rondo is a real thing. You know, I, I equate it to, <laughs> to the Yankees when they had Tanaka in the playoffs, except for this past season. But playoff Tanaka was a real thing. Playoff Rondo is a real thing. I don't know what happens to that guy. I don't know if he just chills the whole season and then the playoffs come up and it's just, all right, I'm ready to go now. This is what I get paid for. But that's a huge, huge pickup for them. And I think he's going to make a huge difference come playoff time. So I think this is the Clippers' chance to kind of take advantage of the question marks around them and really make some noise. Yeah, I, I like Rondo as well. And Rondo was key last year to the Lakers winning yeah. the NBA championship. He he played a key role last year. And so, yeah, you have to like having a guy like Rondo on your team. And then when you're adding him to the mix, you know, with, you know, and just in the backcourt alone, you know, you got – you know, Beverly, you got Reggie Jackson, right? Um, and then, you know, you just have these other guys in in, in Kawhi and in, in George um, who are who they are. Um, and it, it'll be interesting. They, they, again, have a lot of talent. And this is what you're finding out West with all these teams. Yeah. And, and and now here we now we're 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 at our fourth team and it's the Denver Nuggets. So we haven't even gotten to the Lakers yet, right? Man. And then you got the Nuggets with Jamal Murray and and Jokic, you know, uh, out there, and you know they got Aaron Gordon now. Um, and until that lost loss against uh, the Celtics yesterday, they were on a, on a winning streak. Um, but they're playing some of the best basketball in uh, in the league right now. And so you can't overlook Denver either. And we saw what they did last year. We saw what yeah. they did last year. So um, you got to like them as well. And they're sitting in the fourth spot right now. Yeah, 8-2 and two in their last 10. Like you said, they just lost to Boston. But, you know, the addition of Aaron Gordon, he's not the addition of like J- James Harden for Brooklyn. But I think he's, he makes a difference uh, on both sides of the ball, really. And he stretches the floor as well. So I think his addition to that team 
may have looked like some type of question mark at first, but now you're kind of seeing, you know, you're going to see the benefits of that of the of it. I think when it comes to playoff time, but I, their team, man, I'll tell you, they can sneak up on people, and you not realize that suddenly you're you're in the Western Conference Finals and the and the Denver Nuggets are there. And and they can sneak up on you like that because they're that talented. And like you said, we saw what they did last year. Jamal Murray putting on a yeah. show. The yeah. Joker is who you know. The Joker is, is a, the most unathletic looking guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but the dude can ball, man. <laughs> right. He just flat out plays great. He sure can. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and and again, you have a guy like Murray. We were talking about it with with Doncic. For a little bit, you know, guys who can take over a series, and 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 you know, Jokic is going to do it too, right? He's he's a great, you know, he's just like you said, he's so versatile for a big man. Yeah. But Jamal Murray, you know, he he showed he can just go off, you know. And then when you have the Joker down there being able to do his thing, that becomes a pretty lethal combination. Um, and so you have to like. You know, you have to like Denver and know that they're a dangerous team, too. And this is why the West is just so stacked, because when you're talking about these first four teams, man, and you're talking about Utah and Phoenix and and the Clippers and Denver, you know, these are some true contenders. And then we come to the Lakers. Right. Right now, they're scuffling without LeBron and A.D., but both are now they have some timetables. We'll see if those timetables are kept. AD about two weeks, LeBron about three weeks out. If they can come back, be healthy, get some games under their belt, hey, they're the defending champs, and you got LeBron. Oh, man, can you imagine if they remain in the fifth seed? And if the four, you know, the first round matchup is a four against five and they have to play Denver right out the <laughs> gate. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be the first where they're going to play Memphis. You know what I'm saying? And and again, this is no disrespect to a team like Memphis, but that's the benefit of being one or two, right? You're playing, you know, if you're one, you're playing eight, you're two, you're playing seven, right? So, you know, you can end up playing Memphis. Right now, Dallas is in seventh. I want to play Dallas. (laughs) You know what I mean? If I was anybody, (laughs) you know. Um, I wouldn't want to play Portland with, with Dame Dollar. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Because Dame Dollar can, you know, we've seen Dame just Another guy win who can series on his own. Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's the thing about out West. Think about how many guys out there who can just take over. Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Kawhi Leonard, Jamal Murray, <laughs> Dame Dollar, <laughs> uh, uh, Doncic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's that's incredible. Wow. wow. So what do you think about know, the Lakers, man. man? What do you think, though? I mean, uh, yeah, LeBron and AD can come back, but still, should the Lakers still be concerned? I would definitely, if I'm a Lakers fan, I'm concerned. Because they're, I don't think, and, and this is just me talking, I don't think LeBron and AD are going to be 100%, even when they do come back and, you know, three, four weeks, whenever it is, they're going to come back probably before the season ends just to kind of get in that game shape. But I don't think they're going to be 100%. That remains to be seen. I mean, we'll see when it happens, but I don't know, man. Especially if they end up playing like a Denver in that first round, that's going to be a tough matchup if those guys are not 100%. 
and it would not surprise me if Denver beat them. And you know, it would not be shocked. The Lakers did, you know, they they they, you know, picked up Drummond, which I think is an interesting pickup for them. And I think he's only going to be better once LeBron is back because LeBron makes everybody better um, when he's on the court. But I I don't know, man. There's such a value, I think, to being able to play together. And no matter how you slice it, no matter what happens, even under the best case scenario, AD has missed a lot of time this year. Yeah. A lot. And... You know, that 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 lack of chemistry that you can only get from being on the court together, you know, consistently, maybe that shows up in the playoffs, especially against a team like Utah that up until this point, right, has been healthy and playing together all year long. Phoenix, kind of the same thing. Um, Denver's been a little, little, you know, Jamal Murray's been out a little bit, but I don't know, man. The Lakers... Um, let, let's let's see what happens. But here's the other thing though, that we know for sure, for sure, when you talk about any team that has LeBron James, you can't count them out. You just no, can't. Definitely not. No, you can't. You can't because LeBron, LeBron is LeBron. I don't care if he's 36. I don't care if he's 26, 96. The dude, the dude is the stud. He's the greatest player on the planet. So, you know, if he's back at 80%, 85%, they have a chance. You know, he's going to give him a chance. He's going to will it out. He's going to figure it out, something. But it's going to be trouble if they're not at 100%. Yeah. And then we look at the rest of the West. You know, we we touched on some of the teams. Portland, who I think is always going to be a team that can be dangerous because of Dollar and and CJ, CJ McCollum. Um, You know, so they can always – and, you know, they they added – uh, Powell from uh, Toronto. Toronto, and yeah. I think he he's a good player, but they mm, they just seem to me to be just a cut below the elite teams out. I don't know how much we can expect from them. Dallas dangerous again because of Luca, um, and then I put Singus if he can stay healthy. You know, he's just a tough match, but uh, so you know they're a dangerous team. And and then after that, I think kind of Memphis is nice, and you know they'll, you know maybe they make the playoffs. And um, but you know you have some teams out there that are you know from the playing standpoint, you know interesting. Golden State, um, and New Orleans. I just got to say this about New Orleans, bro. Zion Williamson. <laughs> they've now made this guy a point forward. I mean, yeah. so can you? I mean. This guy's like what two? I don't know. What is he? Two sixty? Two seventy? Maybe. I don't yeah. know how big he is. Maybe he's carrying more. I don't know. They have him running the point. He's been doing a good job too. Yeah, he can handle the rock. Yeah. The dude. He's been he's, scoring the ball. He's a different kind of player, man. In a good he way. He really he's a is different kind of player. But man, this guy. At one game, I think one game this week, and he's done this before, where he scored like thirty points, and all of his points, all of his baskets, came in the lane. Yeah. 
That's crazy. He's so, only 19, 20 years old, man. So when he develops at, uh, as a player, and he gets to age 23, 24, oh, man. Yeah. And so wow. they're, they're sort of hanging around out there. Um, again, I don't expect much from them. I mean, they, they may make the play-in scenario, and we'll see what happens. But certainly out West, it's going to be a slugfest. And then the question becomes, whoever survives the West, will they be in a position to carry it on into the finals? Or would they have been so beat up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, that, uh, the, you know, whoever comes out of the East has an advantage. But look, there's a lot of basketball to be played, though, Rob, between now and, you know, end of the regular season so a lot of what we talked about tonight can change right it certainly can change but you know we're just talking about the way things look right now um so some interesting storylines in the nba um some potential um some matchups potential matchups that could be really intriguing but um i think right now the nba is is set up for what should be a very exciting postseason yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait, man. Even, you know, the East is not going to be as exciting, I think, as the West, but I think there's still going to be some great series in the East. But the West, man, oof, must watch, I think, every single game. You're right. There will be some intriguing matchups. Because you figure with the top three teams in the East, you remember when the East was like Cleveland and everybody else? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where. <laughs> <laughs> when LeBron was there with Kyrie and LeBron. it was like Cleveland and everybody else. Yeah. At least in the East right now, right? We talked about those top three teams, and then you have teams like uh, uh, Boston and Miami, which are good. So you, you, know, you got five good teams out there. So yeah, the matchups are going to be interesting, and you got a lot of star power uh out there as well right because you talk about tatum and 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 brown with boston you got jimmy butler and bam and and tyler hero in miami and then obviously with the nets and with the with the sixers and 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 with with uh milwaukee real star power so yeah there'll be some interesting games out east no there's no doubt about that but the west is stacked stacked (laughs) (laughs) so it's crazy because out west we were talking about like you know we have a bunch of one player on each team basically that can take over we may see a team blow someone out one game because donovan mitchell drops 60 and then the next game they lose by 20 points because the other player took over on the other team it's crazy man yeah yeah (laughs) wild so it'll be good to to let this unfold and and um and, and see how it all shakes out over these next five weeks or so but yeah, NBA is um is it, good stuff right now, man. It, it, it's good stuff, and and the postseason should be even better. So, all right, brother. So we'll come back again next week, another edition of Sports Three Hundred and Sixty, um, and we'll sign off for now. So take care, brother. We'll talk again care, next man. week. All right. <laughs>